Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. You wind me and dine me when I was your girl. Promised if I'd be your wife, you'd show me the world. But all I've seen of this old world is a bed and a doctor bill. I'm tearing down your brooder house Cause now I've got the pill All these years I've stayed at home While you had all your fun And every year that's gone by Another baby's come There's gonna be some changes made Right here on Nursery Hill You set this chicken your last time Cause now I've got the pill This old maternity dress I've got Is going in the garbage The clothes I'm wearing from now on Won't pick up so much yardage Mini skirts, hot pants And a few little fancy frills Yeah, I'm making up for all those years Since I've got the pill I'm tired of all your crowing How you and your hens play While holding a couple in my arms Another's on the way This chicken's done for up her nest And I'm ready to make a deal And you can't afford to turn it down Cause you know I've got the pill Cause you've kept it filled The feeling good comes easy now Since I've got the pill It's getting dark, it's roosting time Tonight's too good to be real Oh, but daddy, don't you worry none Cause mama's got the pill Oh, daddy, don't you worry none Cause mama's got the pill Kicking this week's show off with not only one of Loretta Lynn's biggest hits, but one of her most controversial hits, The Pill. Going back to 1975, reached number five on the Billboard Country Charts, hit number 70 on the Hot 100, her highest charting pop crossover hit, not only a legend of country music, not only a legend of American music in general, but a feminist icon. And we lost Loretta Lynn way too early at the age of 90. She was born on April 14th, 1932 in Butcher Holler, Kentucky, passed on October 4th, boasting a career that spanned six decades. Her first album dropped in 1963. Her final album in 2021 wrote more more than 160 songs, recorded 60 albums, 10 number one albums, 
16 number one songs on the country charts, iconic songs like You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man, Fist City, Don't Come Home a Drinkin' with Lovin' on Your Mind, and of course, Coal Miner's Daughter, the inspiration for the 1980 biopic that won Sissy Spacek her first Oscar. Loretta was a three-time Grammy winner, a seven-time American Music Award winner, 13-time Academy of Country Music Award winner, eight-time CMA Award winner, inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, inducted into the Country Gospel Music Hall of Fame, a 2003 Kennedy Center Honors recipient. She was awarded the Presidential Medal of Honor in 2013 by Barack Obama. She was number 65 on VH1's 100 Greatest Women of Rock and Roll. That is how badass she is, is that despite the fact that to the world at large, she was a country singer, but she was so badass that she was included in the list of the 100 greatest women of rock and roll. She was also the first female country artist to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We kick off this week's show with Loretta Lynn's The Pill, quite a controversial song at the time. And when you consider that country music fans and the country music industry has always skewed conservative, that Loretta, one of its biggest stars, had recorded a song called The Pill about the birth control pill. Basically, the song was about, hey, I have pushed out enough babies. It's time for mama to pump the brakes and enjoy her life and enjoy the glorious act of sex for sex sake. That was a powerful feminist statement at the time, and it still is. And God bless Loretta Lynn for having the balls to not only make a statement like that, but for just being a strong woman in songs like Fist City and You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man. She basically said, I ain't going to take this shit. You step up to me and you try to to mess with me, you try to mess with my man, you are going to get a one-way ticket to Fist City. Tipping my hand, we will be wrapping up this week's show with a selection from Loretta's Grammy Award-winning Van Leer Rose, and with that, rest in power, Loretta Lynn. And with that, hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get, right here on NRM Streamcast, and right about now you're going Greenberg. I miss Loretta Lynn too, but what else is happening on this week's show? That's a great question. I would love to tell you. Well, first and foremost, we're going to be spending quality time with superlative new albums from alt-country singer-songwriter Nikki Lane, brand new album from Nikki entitled Denim and Diamonds, produced by Joshua Hami. We're also going to spend quality time with the new collaboration between View Farcature and Krungbin. It is a match made in musical heaven. Plus, since it is the beginning of Rocktober, I decided we're going to have a little fun because Rocktober is just a month where you should just have as much fun as possible. It is the spooky season. We are knee-deep in fall. It is pumpkin spice season. If that is your jam, and I'm cool with pumpkin spice. I am not all caps pumpkin spice. I'm more of a lowercase pumpkin spice kind of guy. But I am most definitely a deep, rich, autumnal hues kind of guy. How are we going to have fun this Rocktober? Glad you asked. I am going to 
take a little inspiration from our friends over at Film Spotting, who do a thing from time to time called an overview, where they take the words oeuvre and review, and they will do a marathon of a certain director or actor or genre, hence the oeuvre review, the oeuvre review. I am stealing from that playbook, and we are going to do a genre review, a genre review, if you will. We're going to do a series of genre reviews during the month of October, which means I need to step my game up. I want to get at least three episodes out before the end of the month. I know that back in the early days, we used to give you brand new episodes every week, and I would love to get back to that. Lately, it seems like we've been doing twice a month, and there's no shame in that. But for Rocktober, I feel like I need to get at least three episodes out because the whole idea of doing this genre review is not just, oh, let's just take the genres I love. And these are genres I love, but these are genres that if you took each one of these genre review playlists, put them together, and hit shuffle, they would sound awesome at your best and most badass Halloween party. These are genres that are Halloween friendly. When you're talking about a Halloween friendly genre review, I can't think of a better place to start than with glam rock. With that in mind, on this week's show, Rocktober Part 1, Genre Review Part 1, Glam Slam. We're going to be featuring some of my favorite glam gems, and to just give it a little bit of structure, I've limited it to the 70s, but I've broken it up into two sets, American Glam and UK Glam. God damn, this is going to be fun. However, before we get to all that, let's address the big news of the week, shall we? Actually, the news dropped last week, but I am in a generous mood. Bruce Springsteen is dropping a collection of soul covers on November 11th. It's called Only the Strong Survive. It's a collection of 15 covers of soul songs originally recorded by the likes of Jerry Butler, Aretha Franklin, The Four Tops, Jimmy Ruffin, and The Supremes, among others. The first single was originally a 1965 hit for Frank Wilson on the Motown subsidiary label known as Soul. Do I love you? Indeed I do. Nothing left. Do I love you? 
times again for me and you But we just can't stay together, don't you feel it too? Still I'm glad for what we had and how I once loved you But it's too late, baby, now it's too late Though we really did try to make it Lullabies 
got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A hat trick of cool new covers in that set. At the top of the set, Bruce Springsteen, Only the Strong Survive, drops on November 11th, a collection of soul covers originally recorded by the likes of Jerry Butler, The Four Tops, Jimmy Ruffin, Aretha Franklin, and so many others. At the top of the set, we heard Bruce's interpretation of Frank Wilson's 1965 hit, Do I Love You? Indeed I Do. Smack dab in the middle of the set. Lucy Dacus has a brand new digital single out now on all of the streaming platforms. It is a couple of songs originally appearing on Carol King's classic 1971 album, Tapestry. Home Again, backed with It's Too Late, originally dropped as a 7-inch as part of Third Man Records' vault series earlier this year. We heard Lucy's interpretation of Carol King's It's Too Late, a song that was a number one hit in April 1971. Wrapping up the set, Beck and his interpretation of Neil Young's Old Man, a song that has been the center of a lot of internet hubbub. Here is the scoop. NBC aired a spot featuring Beck performing Neil Young's Old Man as a promo for a Sunday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Apparently, the song choice was relevant to the careers of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Both made it to the Super Bowl when they were 24. Hence the line, old man, look at my life, 24, and there's so much more. Apparently, Neil was not happy about this. In 2021, Neil sold half his song publishing rights for $150 million. Apparently, there was a clause in there saying that Neil had to be okay with whatever they wanted to do, and Neil felt like they did not honor his wishes. Neil's reaction was to post a screenshot from the video of This Notes For You, an image of Neil holding a beer bottle boasting the label sponsored by nobody. Personally, I've never been a sports fan and I loathe football, so I have no skin in the game. However, as a professional copywriter from a marketing standpoint, I thought the spot was pretty cool. It was beautifully shot. Beck's interpretation of Old Man is pretty spot on. I respect where Neil is coming from. If they had used Neil's version of Old Man, if I were Neil, I'd be mighty pissed. But in all fairness, they got Beck to cover it. As much as I love Neil, Neil, you kind of sort of knew what you were getting into. Be grateful they didn't use your version of Old Man. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. Speaking of NRM Streamcast, you know, there are so many awesome shows you can check out on NRM Streamcast. And a lot of them are shows you can actually watch. You can go ahead and download the NRM Streamcast app to your TV and watch a lot of these NRM Streamcast shows. The app is free to download. It 
costs you nothing to enjoy any of the shows. And I want to call specific attention to 11 Mile Sessions Live, hosted by my old friend Scott Boatwright way back in the day when this show was a mere mortal radio show. Scott and I both had shows at WHFR.FM on the campus of Henry Ford College in Dearborn, Michigan. And Scott hosted this awesome avant-garde show. I think it was on Sunday afternoons. Nicest guy in the world. Very laid back. And he brought in a lot of avant-garde artists to play live in the studio. And that was one of the benchmarks of his show. And with 11 Mile Sessions Live, he continues to bring in artists to play live. He spins a lot of great homegrown Motor City music. And you can watch the show live Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. And there are so many ways you can check it out. If you're going to catch it live, you can catch it live on either nrmstreamcast.com or at 11milesessionslive.com. And that's the number 11 as opposed to spelling it out. All episodes are archived at both nrmstreamcast.com and 11milesessionslive.com. And you can subscribe to it as an audio podcast wherever you find your podcasts. The latest episode features an interview with Robert Fripp's manager, David Singleton. I can't recommend the show highly enough. 11 Mile Sessions Live. Check it out live on Thursday nights or catch up with the archive. You've got 24 episodes to get caught up on right now. Moving right along, we're going to spend some quality time with the brand new album from Nikki Lane. Denim and Diamonds is her fourth album. It was produced by Josh Ami of Queens of the Stone Age. Nikki's first album in five years, the follow-up to 2017's Highway Queen, but make no mistake, Nikki has not been sitting idly. Earlier this year, she appeared on the latest Spiritualized album, and last year she co-wrote and duetted with Lana Ray on her song Breaking Up Slowly. Marissa Moss, author of the book Her Country, How the Women of Country Music Became the Success They Were Never Supposed to Be, wrote this about Nikki Lane and Rolling Stone. She's inspiration cased in a streetwise modern shell that's as unapologetic as Johnny Cash's middle finger. Here's what Pitchfork had to say about Denim and Diamonds. Lane delivers songs that subvert the should-bes of a woman making a country record for better and occasionally for worse. Here's what I say about Denim and Diamonds. It's wall-to-wall bangers. It feels crazy running down these roads when I see the streets I'm 
fact that you are currently listening you need no further assistance finding the debts no honest man can pay podcast however your friends may need a little assistance in which case be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things places like apple google overcast pocket casts breaker castro radio public Castbox, tune in iheart radio and stitcher and while you're at it tell them we archive every episode of the podcast and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to april 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program regardless of where you get the podcast please leave us a rating or a review we love it with that let's get back to the show
A fistful of tracks in that last set from Nikki Lane's superlative new album, Denim in Diamonds, at the top of the set. First high, followed by the title track, Born Tough, Good Enough, and we wrapped things up with Chimayo. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. And right about now, we are going to crack open the sanitary seal on Rocktober Genre Review Part 1, Glam Slam. The first part of our Glam Slam Genre Review will be a six-pack of Glam Jams from the United States. Kicking things off with Vincent Fernier. Vincent Fernier was born in Detroit, later moved to Arizona, fell in with a bunch of hooligans, and changed his name to Alice Cooper. When it comes to glam in the 70s, it doesn't get any more shocking than Alice Cooper. If you look up in the Funkin' Wagnalls under Shock Rock, there will be a picture of Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper wrote the book on theatricality in rock and roll, and God bless him, he is still kicking it at the age of 74. To quote the great late 20th century poets Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar, we're not worthy.
You've got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. In that last set, the first half of Rocktober Jean Review number one, Glam Slam, a six-pack of USDA Grade A 1970s Glam Jams. At the top of the set, Alice Cooper from Killer, my all-time favorite Alice track, Under My Wheels, followed by arguably the band that wrote the book on glam rock, the New York Dolls, from their Todd Rundgren-produced 1973 self-titled debut, We Heard Personality Crisis. At the time, the Dolls were David Johansson, Arthur Killer Kane, Sylvan Sylvan, Jerry Nolan, and Johnny Thunders. As of right now, David Johansson is the last man standing all the other original members of the New York Dolls have passed. Personality Crisis is number 267 on Rolling Stone's 2004 list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. It moved down to 271 on the 2010 list. It's been covered by Sonic Youth, Teenage Fan Club, Scott Weiland, and Todd Rundgren. David Johansson also covered it on his 1982 live album, Live It Up. Also in that set, The Runaways. From their 1976 self-titled debut, we heard Cherry Bomb, a song that has been featured in so many TV shows and movies, most notably Guardians of the Galaxy. At the time, the runaways were Sherry Curry, Lita Ford, Joan Jett, Jackie Fox, and Sandy West. They originally started out as a power trio with Jet West and Mickey Steele, who'd eventually go on to join the Bangles. Joan Jett covered cherry bomb in 1984 sherry curry covered it with her twin sister marie in 1997 and jet and curry re-recorded it in 2010 for guitar hero a runaways biopic dropped in 2010 i do not recommend it other than to enjoy the scenery chewing performance of the great michael shannon as the absolutely loathsome kim fowley the movie also features Kristen stewart as joan jett and dakota fanning as sherry curry again I do not recommend it, but if you're curious, check it out and let me know what you think. Also in that set, the great Susie Quattro. Born and raised in Detroit, but ultimately more successful in Europe and Australia than in the United States. She did, however, have one U.S. hit. Stumbling in, her duet with Chris Norman of the Canadian band Smokey reached as high as number four in 1979. Aside from that, most people on this side of the pond know Susie Quattro as Leather Tuscadero. I'm going to give you a moment to let that sink in. She also starred in a late 80s London revival of Annie Get Your Gun. Susie grew up in a musical family and was actually in a band with many of her sisters for a while. Her sister Arlene was in the band Fanny, who were one of the very first all-female rock bands to achieve commercial and critical success. Fun fact... Arlene's daughter is none other than Sherilyn Fenn, who you may remember as Audrey Horn from David Lynch's groundbreaking TV series, Twin Peaks. 
In that set from Susie's fourth album, 1974's Quattro, we heard The Wild One. We actually heard the single version, the single version quite different from the album version. I highly recommend the 2019 documentary Suzy Q. You can check it out now on Amazon Prime Video. Following Suzy Quattro, another American act who fared better overseas than on their home turf, brothers Ron and Russell Mayle Sparks. They formed as Half Nelson in 1968, renamed themselves as Sparks in 1972, relocated to the UK in 1973. From Sparks' 1974 album Kimono My House, we heard This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us, produced by Muff Winwood, old brother and one-time bandmate of Steve Winwood. This town ain't big enough for the both of us went to number two in the UK, did not chart in the US, but was eventually used in an Apple commercial. I cannot recommend the 2021 Edgar Wright directed documentary, The Sparks Brothers, enough. I absolutely love this film. It's one of the best rock and roll documentaries I've ever seen. It's one of the best music documentaries I've ever seen. It's just one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, period. And you can catch it now on Netflix. So there you go. I just recommended a perfect double feature for your next night in, and it's thematic. Two awesome music documentaries about artists from the U.S. who did better in the U.K. and in Europe than they did on their own home turf. Susie Q and the Sparks Brothers. That sounds like a damn fine double feature to me. We wrapped up the set with one of the most theatrical rock and roll bands of the early 70s, straight out of San Francisco, The Tubes. From their 1975 self-titled debut, we heard White Punks on Dope. That album was produced by the legendary Al Cooper. The song never charted in the U.S., but it did reach number 28 in the U.K. It's been covered by the likes of Motley Crue and Nina Hagen. And while the Tubes never scored a hit with that song, their song Talk to You Later was a huge rock radio hit in 1981, and they scored a huge number three hit in 1983 with She's a Beauty. Of the six bands and artists in that last set, three of them share something in common. Do you know which three bands and artists those are? And do you know what it is they have in common? I'm going to let you sit and noodle on that for a while, and I'll give you the answer later in the show. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. Speaking of NRM Streamcast, you know, there are so many awesome shows you can check out on NRM Streamcast. And a lot of them are shows you can actually watch. You can go ahead and download the NRM Streamcast app to your TV and watch a lot of these NRM Streamcast shows. The app is free to download. It costs you nothing to enjoy any of the shows. And I want to call specific attention to 11 Mile Sessions Live, hosted by my old friend Scott Boatwright way back in the day when this show was a mere mortal radio show. Scott and I both had shows at WHFR.FM on the campus of Henry Ford College in Dearborn, Michigan. And Scott hosted this awesome 
avant-garde show. I think it was on Sunday afternoons. Nicest guy in the world. Very laid back. And he brought in a lot of avant-garde artists to play live in the studio. And that was one of the benchmarks of his show. And with 11 Mile Sessions Live, he continues to bring in artists to play live. He spins a lot of great homegrown Motor City music. And you can watch the show live Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. And there are so many ways you can check it out. If you're going to catch it live, you can catch it live on either nrmstreamcast.com or at 11milesessionslive.com. And that's the number 11 as opposed to spelling it out. All episodes are archived at both nrmstreamcast.com and 11milesessionslive.com. And you can subscribe to it as an audio podcast wherever you find your podcasts. The latest episode features an interview with Robert Fripp's manager, David Singleton. I can't recommend the show highly enough. 11 Mile Sessions Live. Check it out live on Thursday nights or catch up with the archive. You've got 24 episodes to get caught up on right now. Moving right along, let's talk about Malian singer and multi-instrumentalist Ali Farkaturi. Widely considered a pioneer of African desert blues, he was ranked at number 76 on Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time, ranked at number 37 on Spin's list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. He was a three-time Grammy winner and recorded several albums between 1976 and 2010, and passed away on March 6th, 2006 at the age of 66. Despite his father's discouragement, Ali's son View Farcatori started secretly playing guitar. His debut dropped in 2007. Fast forward to a couple of years ago and View was looking for artists to collaborate on an album that would honor his father. His manager recommended the Houston-based trio Krungbin. He met them at a London pub and decided to work with them after seeing a 2018 performance of theirs at the Roundhouse. They recorded the album over the course of a week in 2019 at Krungbin's barn in Burton, Texas. The songs were selected by Ollie's 11 children. The album is out now, and it's called Ollie. It's an album of Ollie Farcaturi covers. Alexis Petridis of The Guardian gave it 5 out of 5 stars and called the collaboration an inspired choice. I hope I'm pronouncing this writer's name correctly. Jan Oinanen wrote in The Line of Best Fit, both parties benefit from the collaboration on Ollie. Toure gets to paint the songs he loves with a wider palette without diluting the power of the source material and Krungbin adds some welcome grit to their smooth and hazy signature sound.
by virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. A hat trick of selections from Ollie, the latest collaborative effort from View Farcature and Krungbin. At the top of the set, we heard Tonga Barra, followed by Tamalia, and we wrapped things up with Alhala Abada. Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name's Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast, moving right along to the last full set of this week's show. It's the second half of our first Rocktober genre review, Glam Slam. In the first hour of this week's show, we shared with you some U.S. glam from the 70s. Now we go across the pond for some 70s glam, U.K. style. We kick things off with T-Rex. Frontman Mark Boland was the lone constant of T-Rex, and well, let's be honest, Mark Boland pretty much was T-Rex, and he left us way too early at the age of 29 on September 16th, 1977. He just had a birthday. He would have been 75. T-Rex, best known for Bang and Gong. The song peaked at number 10 in the U.S. in 1971 and number 1 in the U.K. The Power Station covered it in 1985 and took it all the way up to number 9. However, we're not going to play Bang a Gong. That would be a little too on the nose. Instead, I'm going to share with you my favorite T-Rex song. It was released as a standalone single in March of 73, entered the UK charts at number three, and stayed there for three weeks. You may recognize it as it's been featured in countless TV shows, movies, and commercials, and by this larger-than-life riff.
Oh, 
She keeps them always shining in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building remedy for Christopher Kennedy. At any time, an invitation you can take.
got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A six-pack of British glam jams as we wrap up Rocktober Genre Review Part 1, Glam Slam. At the top of the set, T-Rex and 20th Century Boy. The standalone single from 1973, it was later included on the reissue of Tanks, which also dropped in March of 1973. Why it was never included on the original version of the album, who knows? Following T-Rex, Mott the Hoople, with All the Way from Memphis from their 1973 album Mott, the song reached number 10 in the UK but did not chart in the US Andy McKay of Roxy Music plays saxophone on the song. The song itself is about a musician who gets halfway to Memphis only to realize his guitar is missing. Then it takes him a month to track it down. The event may or may not have been based on what actually happened to Mott guitarist Mick Ralphs. Mott was the last album to feature Mick before he joined Bad Company. Most folks know Mott the Hoople from their song All the Young Dudes, Bowie, who wrote the song, was a huge fan, and when he learned they were going to break up, he offered them Suffragette City before it eventually landed on the Ziggy Stardust album. They turned it down, and that's when he wrote All the Young Dudes for them. The song went to number 37 in the U.S. and number 3 in the U.K. Speaking of Bowie's Suffragette City, that's exactly what we heard after Mott the Hoople. The song is from Bowie's classic 1972 album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. It was the B-side of Starman. When that was released as a single in 72, it was released in 76 as the A-side of a single to promote Changes One Bowie. And while the song never officially charted, it remains to this day a classic rock radio staple. When I put together the first draft of the playlist for this week's show, I originally had intended to play Bowie's Queen Bitch. Not only is it one of my all-time favorite Bowie songs, but it's pretty damn glam in its own right. However, when the idea of playing Suffragette City popped into my head, I just couldn't not play it. Using glam algebra, if Queen Bitch is glam as fuck... Suffragette City is glam as fuck to the 10th power. Plus, it includes the most 70s glam-tastic line in any glam rock song. The line? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Juvenile? Yes. Immature? Fuck yes. Problematic? May very well be. But in this context, it works. Following T-Rex, Mott the Hoople, and David Bowie, one of my all-time favorite bands and a band that has probably influenced more 80s bands than any other band, Roxy Music. Street Life is the opening track of their third album, 1973's Stranded, their first album without Brian Eno. The song reached number nine in the UK. Def Leppard covered it on their Glam Covers collection, yeah, and Morrissey played it live during his 2008 European tour. Immediately following Roxy, it was the very first song I ever heard by Queen. 
Killer Queen comes to us from Queen's third album, 1974's Sheer Heart Attack. Reached number two in the UK, 12 in the US. It has the distinction of being Queen's first US hit. Brian May said Killer Queen was the turning point. It was the song that best summed up our kind of music. Following Queen, you may remember them from the songs Little Willie, Fox on the Run, Ballroom Blitz, and my favorite, Love is Like Oxygen. However, when it comes to Sweet... I had to go with Action. Action is from their fourth album, 1976's Give Us a Wink. It reached number 15 in the UK, number 20 in the US. Def Leppard covered it on their 1993 album, Retroactive. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. Right about now, we are going to wrap things up much in the same way that we kicked things off with the music of Loretta Lynn, who left us way too early on October 4th at the age of 90. We kicked things off with The Pill, and we're going to wrap things up with a track from Loretta Lynn's 42nd album, Van Leer Rose. It was produced by Jack White and it dropped in April of 2004, reached number two on Billboard's country chart, number 24 on the Billboard 200, the most successful crossover album of Loretta's career. Jack White not only produced the record, but he played guitar and sang on it and brought some of his key musical conspirators with him along for the ride. We're talking folks like drummer Patrick Keeler of the Greenhorns and the Tours, bassist Little Jack Lawrence of the Greenhorns, the Tours, and Deadweather, the great Dave Feeney of Blanche on Pedal Steel and Dobro, Blanche guitarist and vocalist Dan John Miller, and Dirk Powell on fiddle and banjo. Van Leer Rose won a 2005 Grammy for Best Country Album, and the song we're going to wrap up with won a 2005 Grammy for Best Country Collab collaboration with vocals. Wrapping up today's show, the late, great Loretta Lynn with Jack White and Portland, Oregon. And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care, be safe, and remember, the dogs on Main Street howl because they understand.